Leoma! Welcome to Kung Fu Film Geek! Do you love martial arts and movies and want to dive headfirst in the genre? There's so much to watch. Where do you start? As much as I'll talk about Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, there's way more out there that came out of Hong Kong from the 1970s to the 1990s. Join me while I yip yap about my favorite genre about Kung Fu films out of Hong Kong. I'll tell you why they matter, give you movie suggestions, reviews, break down Chinese phrases, and discuss the history of it and how the impact of those era of films are felt today. Let's go, friends! Ayah! Okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, welcome, welcome. So, this first episode is really talking about, yeah, where do you start uh, when you start watching kung fu films? Because be honest, when you first hear uh, about kung fu films, what are some of the first names that come to your mind? Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, now Michelle Yeoh, right? Some of these names that really pop into your mind in the, right, right off the, right off the bat. But where do you go from there? How do you go back and learn about them? Where do you, what movies do you watch? And that's kind of where I'll get to, but where do you start? Some people like starting at the beginning of a genre. So maybe you got really into, um, um, what's a good genre to start with? Uh, romantic comedies. Maybe you got really into romantic comedies and you want to start at the beginning. Do you go all the way back to It Happened One Night with Clark Gable? Or do you go to write to write um, You've Got Mail or uh, Sleepless in Seattle? Do you go there for romantic comedies? Where do you go? Uh, that's kind of subjective to you. So, but for me, I say you start in 1985. Why start in 1985? I think that's where the people who you, those names that we said now, they they kind of peaked right after the golden age of the kung fu film. What does that mean? Okay, so uh, at the beginning, well, kind of the beginning, there was uh, a director, his name was Cheng Che, and he, he made a lot of films that kind of broke the mold, and I would say One-Armed Swordsman would be like, I'd say the breakout kung fu film, and we'll get there, right? This is in the, the 70s, right? Early 70s. Uh and even before that, we could even go even before that with the old black and white films with Kwan Tuk King and all of the uh, Wong Fei Hong movies that he made, um, right? We could start there, but it's really One-Armed Swordsman that is like kind of the first uh, and kind of leads into um, the films that a man called Lao Ga Leung, and I'm going to butcher some of these uh, Chinese names because my Chinese is so-so. Uh, don't make fun of me. Um, but he was responsible for being the martial arts director for all the films that Chang Che made. So if you remember um, early films like One-Armed Swordsman, uh, Come Drink With Me, uh, all of the movies that like were at the beginning of these kung fu film genres, that was him. He was the martial arts director, and then he broke out with his first film in the 70s, right? He was given his first film. Uh, the Spiritual Boxer was his first film, and it was uh, weird because it was like a like kung fu comedy, and so he's kind of like the like the originator of the kung fu uh, horror comedy, and that was kind of the first movie. Really interesting, but uh, Bruce Lee 
hit the industry like a supernova. He kind of like, not messed it all up, but he was kind of thrown into the mix. So when he died in 1973, there's this misconception that Kung Fu films died when he died. It's not true. Not true. Uh, very, very big... Oh, Siri just wanted to talk to me. Um, uh, there was a big gap, right? There was a big gap in uh, the types of movies that he made. So yeah, there were a lot of rip-offs after he, uh, he died, right? Even some of the biggest names that we know, right? Jackie Chan was like supposed to... He was in rip-off movies of of Bruce Lee type. Um, so that's the misconception. Bruce Lee did not like kill the Kung Fu genre when he died because movies like, uh, executioners, executioners from Shaolin, 36th chamber of Shaolin came up, came out during the 10 year span in between when Jackie Chan broke out with uh, snake in the Eagle shadow in 1978 and drunken master right, right after that. So, uh, and I would say Jackie Chan and all of the people in his era are the new age, right? The new wave. Um, and when I say the group, right? So if you didn't know, and like and a lot of people know this, so this isn't like hidden knowledge, but Jackie Chan grew up with uh, some of like the most popular uh, names in martial arts in the Hong Kong industry. They went to the same school. They grew up in a uh, Chinese opera school together. There was Sammo Hung, there was Yun Biu, there was Yun Hua, uh, Yun Guai. All of these people that he went to school with, they grew up from the time they were kids all the way through their teenage years. So they grew up eating, living, breathing Chinese opera. They basically went to school every day, all day just learning Chinese opera and then they would perform at these local fairs and they would do competitions and that was their life. But the funny thing is like that wasn't the only school. So throughout Hong Kong there were other schools and then there were other people uh, who would in the 70s and 80s and 90s like be in the Hong Kong film industry and then you would find out later that they kind of all knew each other. They knew Jackie Chan. They knew Sammo Hung. They knew all of these people growing up. So it just so happened that there was this concentration of this talent in Hong Kong at the time. So with the golden age of the Kung Fu film, there was a lot of uh, martial arts um, practitioners. Right, a lot of really um, masters in that craft doing movies, but the good thing, of, like not the good thing, but the the difference with the new age, this new wave was, they all grew up not really knowing, like not learning martial arts in the way of practicing martial arts, learning the martial way. They learned it as a performance art, so they really practiced agility, being able to hold their leg up above their head for an hour, right? Practicing agility. So that lent to the skills that that would bring into their creativity when they got to the movie sets as they grew older. Because Jackie Chan was in uh, Bruce Lee's movies, Sammo Hung, Yoon Byu, some of these names you're going to hear later on in other uh, episodes I'm going to do further on. But these names are going to come up again and again. 
1985 is kind of the peak of all of their powers, uh, I would say. And my argument for this is in 1985, uh, the Hong Kong Film Awards were held, and it's the fifth annual. Five movies were up for Best Action Direction. Five movies. Uh, I'm going to list these five, and if you had to watch five movies to watch and never watch any other kung fu films again, I'd say these are okay, right? I'd say, yes, you are safe to watch these, and Terrence Yip says, you are good. Um, other people might say, you're crazy. What about what about uh, Once Upon a Time in China? What is What about Drunken Master? What about Enter the Dragon? What about whatever? It doesn't matter. This five is a really good list. Um, so the five movies that were up for Best Action Direction in the 1985 Hong Kong Film Awards were Police Story, Yes, Madam, Mr. Vampire, My Lucky Stars, and Heart of the Dragon. Now, these five are really important, and I'm not going to get into detail about all of them, but I want to talk kind of generally about them and why they're important in this year. Uh, 1985, important in general in my life because, I mean, my favorite movie of all time, not the best movie of all time, but my favorite movie of all time came out that year, Back to the Future. So the 80s was just an exciting time. So I feel like in the 80s, these movies really stand out as you can't make these types of movies again, I don't think, right? Um, they were they were important in that way. They are important because of the way they helped springboard a lot of careers, um, springboard and showcase what a lot of people could do. So Police Story was directed by Jackie Chan. Uh, and the interesting thing about this category, it's teams of people. So uh, there's Jackie Chan's stunt team. Uh, there is, um, for his movie, Police Story, um, is who we who was up for and the movie he did before this right before this was a movie called the protector it was his um his second movie in the u.s because his first movie was terrible uh battle creek brawl terrible movie uh his second movie was the protector he was supposed to be like this hard-boiled cop um he was going to be the next clint eastwood um not a good movie uh, it was so bad that uh, he actually came back to Hong Kong and reshot some parts of it and uh, showed a different version in Asia that is shown in America. So if you see an American cut of The Protector, uh, you're seeing kind of the like the bad version because there's actually a better version of that movie uh, if you can find it. And I have it. It's great. Um, but this was the movie that he did before police story and police story is i would say jackie chan's best movie if you had to watch one jackie chan movie of all time this is the one you should watch from police story on i feel like he had his string of movies after this was armor of god holy smokes that's a great movie um police story just is a seminal movie for the fact that he kind of brings the kung fu film into the modern era uh he's a cop um, a super cop, right? We'll, right? Uh, you, it's if you've seen Super Cop, Western audiences know Super Cop, but it's Police Story Three. So in Police Story One, 1985, 
he plays this super cop and you follow the story of him. And if you get a chance, catch this movie, but, uh, you see him do some of the most amazing stunts. You see his stunt team do some of the most amazing stunts. And the thing about his stunt team, if you watch a lot of his movies, watch real close, you will see the same maybe five dudes from maybe his first movie all the way to like 1995. It's amazing. He really trusts his team so that the movies that he makes are really specific to the things that he does. So interesting. Uh, the next movie is Yes, Madam, and this was directed by Cora Yoon or Yoon Gwai. Uh, this was produced by uh, a company called DNB Films. Um, the producer was Dixon Poon. <laughs> Everybody laugh. Um, I'll get. We'll get into more of the background of this company and him later on. But this movie starred Michelle Yeoh. This was her breakout film. She had a couple of cameos in other movies before this, but this was her breakout film. Uh, really set her apart as a female action star and kind of kicked off a genre of female action stars moving forward. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock is in the movie too. She's a white lady who kicks ass and well known for it. Uh, after this movie, you'll see uh, Joyce Godenzi, Samuel Hung's wife, later on in uh, She Shoots Straight. Um, a lot of other female action-based movies after Yes, Madam Happens. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we see Michelle Yeoh even now. She's all over the place. Uh, I think the next episode is going to be dedicated to this movie specifically. Because I'm going to try to dedicate episodes to movies, but this one is specifically just to kind of get everybody into, hey, this is what the genre is about. So yeah, this movie is really important uh, for her being kind of her jumping off point, and then women in those movies, those types of movies. Not that they weren't before. Uh, the third movie is Mr. Vampire, and this was uh, directed by Ricky Lau, but uh, funny enough, produced by... Sammo Hung, uh, and this was, I think this is known as the, the horror action comedy movie of all movies. If you had to watch one of them, because this, again, was a springboard for horror action comedy after it. Uh, if you know anything about the genre, it's Jumping vampires, amulets, uh, peachwood swords, uh, like a lot of a lot of things that you'll see again and again of like Taoist lore and like magic, uh, supernatural things. This was by far my favorite movie growing up as a kid. I watched this when I was way too young, but I remember watching this on a VHS over and over and over again. Uh, this movie, uh, you'll see that actor who is the, the main star, his name is Lam Jingying. He is like the, the Taoist wizard who is like the star in it, but he, he started as a, a stuntman and he was part of Bruce Lee's group for all of his movies, if you watch closely in all of Bruce Lee's movies, you will see Lum Jing Ying in 
all of Bruce Lee's movies. Uh, Bruce Lee loved this guy. So if you like Bruce Lee, if you think of anything of Bruce Lee, you should check this guy out and like, you'll see, you'll wonder why, right? You'll, you'll watch this movie. This is, it's so supernatural and so weird. Uh, if you, you'll have a lot of questions. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Um, but yeah, the next movie was uh, My Lucky Stars. Uh, My Lucky Stars uh, was directed by Sammo Hung and the stunt team and his stunt team did all of the stunts. Uh, My Lucky Stars is an action comedy that strings together superstars all in one movie. Uh, Think of something like Ocean's Eleven, but with more action, um, more comp. I don't know how to explain this, but it's like that. So My Lucky Stars is is known for um, this group of people who uh, do heists together, who uh, are kind of like criminals, and Jackie Chan always plays the cop who is like the friend on the outside. Um, if you ever get a chance, the movie before this you would check out is Winners and Sinners. Winners and Sinners is a lot uh, kind of off of the idea of like Cannonball Run. If you can get all of the the stars of the time in one movie and like get them into some type of crazy interactions, you might get some magic. And Winners and Sinners is amazing. But My Lucky Stars uh, has Sammo Hung, Jackie Chan, Yoon Bu, right? Those three are kind of uh, the three brothers. Uh, we'll talk about those three in other movies, but they kind of star in this movie that just uh, goes from Japan to Hong Kong. And I think this really showcases the international side of this, these guys and what they do, right? They, they film in Japan and this movie was huge uh, in Japan. Like there, you'll, if you search YouTube, you'll, you'll catch a lot of uh, behind the scenes. uh, But Japan behind the scenes, this movie was, really big with with them um i love this movie as a kind of um nostalgia movie that you can't really make anymore because when the group are all together so if you think of like an oceans level style group all together it's very misogynistic uh very misogynistic there's a movie uh, later on in the 80s that comes out, uh, Lucky Stars Go Places, kind of a sequel to this. And it kind of carries on kind of that misogyny and like uh, focusing on the sexualization and like uh, idolization of women and like ob- objectification. So if you if you can get past that, um, but that's what the eight, like the 80s were, the 90s were, if you can, right, you, you don't you don't agree with it. That's not why we watch it. Um, and that's not why I like it. So uh, when we get to those parts of those movies, I'll call it out, but it's not going to be something. I'll make sure I call it out that, hey, this is not why. Oh, God, I got to watch this movie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the last movie is Heart of the Dragon. And again, this is another movie that was directed by Sammo Hung and done by his stunt team. Uh, the reason why I bring up this movie is because more than any of the other movies, uh, Sammo Hung and his brothers, Jackie Chan, is also in this movie. They are more in the forefront. 
So you see way more of the stunts put on by the team. And I think this movie really showcases that. Uh, this movie really was meant to showcase Jackie Chan and um, Sammo Hung in a different light. Um, they play two brothers. Uh, Sammo Hung is um, mentally dis like he's he's mentally retarded. Oh my gosh, that's that's so not PC. But uh, he's the mind of a child. Uh, and Jackie Chan plays his brother, who is a cop who has to take care of him in this very melodramatic story where Jackie Chan ends up in jail at the end. Um, I'm not giving it away because if you watch the trailer for this movie, it's crazy. It gives away pretty much everything. Um, but this movie is great for the stunts. The stunts in this are terrific. Horrific, uh, I, I might add. And uh, the action choreography is really different and really more uh, visceral than the others. So if you get a chance to watch this one, you can see how this really differs from all the others. Um, yeah. These are the five movies that I say really are like where you would start. Right? If you had to start at a kung fu film and like, and you're never going to watch any other kung fu films, okay, you can watch these and have a really good educated conversation with somebody about this and seem really smart. Um, of course, right? You could just watch, you know, all of Bruce Lee's movies. There was only like five. Um, and you could be fine. But if you really wanted to dive in the genre and really learn more about like what's really cool, what's really exciting, go with these. Um, yeah, so after this, uh, I will really go into... Uh, after this episode, I'll really go into following episodes into giving you uh, more into starting into maybe one movie. I think the next movie I'll do is Yes, Madam, because Michelle Yeoh is at the forefront right now. From there, I'll go into details about the movie, uh, maybe suggestions of what other Michelle Yeoh movies you should watch. But from here, I listed out a lot of movies. Again, I'll list out those movies again. Uh, the five that you should watch. It's Police Story. Yes, Madam, Mr. Vampire, My Lucky Stars, Heart of the Dragon. Those are the five. If you can get your hands on any of those, those are the five you should watch. Uh, yep, you should do that. You can follow me on Instagram. You can uh, subscribe to this podcast. You can tell your friends about this podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I'm going to keep on talking uh, after this episode on more episodes. So you should join. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.